This is the Exceptional Leaders Podcast. The world is fading away. We don't just need successful men but exceptional leaders with a different spirit who seek God wholeheartedly and live in light of eternity. I am your host, Victor Ogunshola. In this season, we are taking a 40-day journey with the purpose-driven life by requiring to discover the answer to life's most important question, what on earth am I here for? Thanks for joining us. Day 23. How we grow. God wants us to grow up like Christ in everything. Ephesians 4.15 We are not meant to remain as children. Ephesians 4.14a God wants you to grow up. Your Heavenly Father's goal is for you to mature and develop the characteristics of Jesus Christ. Sadly, millions of Christians grow older but never grow up. They are stuck in perpetual spiritual infancy, remaining in diapers and booties. The reason is that they never intended to grow. Spiritual growth is not automatic. It takes an intentional commitment. You must want to grow, decide to grow, make an effort to grow, and persist in growing. Discipleship, the process of becoming like Christ, always begins with a decision. Jesus calls us and we respond, Come, be my disciple. Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. When the first disciples chose to follow Jesus, they didn't understand all the implications of their decision. They simply responded to Jesus' invitation. That's all you need to get started. Decide to become a disciple. Nothing shapes your life more than the commitment you choose to make. Your commitments can develop you or they can destroy you, but either way, they will define you. Tell me what you are committed to and I will tell you what you will be in 20 years. We'll become whatever we are committed to. It is at this point of commitment that most people miss God's purpose for their lives. Many are afraid to commit to anything and just drift through life. Others make half-hearted commitment to competing values which leads to frustration and mediocrity. Others make a full commitment to worldly goals such as becoming wealthy or famous and end up disappointed and bitter. Every choice has eternal consequences. So you had better choose wisely. Peter warns, since everything around us is going to melt away, what holy, godly life we should you should believe in? God's part and your part. Christ-likeness is, a, is the result of making Christ-like choices and depending on His Holy Spirit to help you fulfill those choices. Once you decide, you decide to get serious about becoming like Christ, you must begin to act in new ways. 
you will need to let go of some old routines, develop some new habits and intentionally change the way you think. You can be certain that the Holy Spirit will help you with these changes. The Bible says continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For you it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good pleasure. The verse says the two parts of spiritual growth, workout and walking. The workout is your responsibility and the walking is God's role. Spiritual growth is a collaborative effort between you and the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit works with us, not just in us. This verse written to believers is not about how to be saved but how to grow. It does not say work for your salvation because you can't add anything to what Jesus already did. During a physical workout, you exercise to develop your body, not to get a body. When you work out a puzzle, you already have all the pieces. Your task is to put them together. Farmers work the land, not to get the land, but to develop what they already have. God has given you a new life. Now you are responsible to develop it with fear and trembling. That means to take your spiritual growth seriously. When people are casual about their spiritual growth, it shows that they don't understand the eternal implication as we saw in chapters 4 and 5. Changing your autopilot. To change your life, you must change the way you think. Behind everything you do is a thought. Every behavior is motivated by a belief and every action is prompted by an attitude. God revealed these thousands of years before psychologists understood it. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Imagine riding in a speedboat on a lake with an automatic pilot set to go east. If you decide to reverse and head west, you have two possible ways to change the boat's direction. One way is to grab the steering wheel and physically force it to head in the opposite direction from where the autopilot is programmed to go. By sheer willpower, you could overcome the autopilot, but you would feel constant resistance. Your arm would eventually tire of stress. You let go of the steering wheel and the boat would instantly head back east. The way it was intentionally programmed. This is what happens when you try to change your life by willpower. You say, I'll force myself to eat less, exercise more, quit being disorganized and late. Yes, willpower will produce short-term change, but it creates constant internal stress because you haven't dealt with the root cause. The change doesn't feel natural, so eventually you give up, go off your diet and quit exercising. You quickly revert to your old patterns. There is a better and easier way. Change your autopilot the way you think. The Bible says let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think.
your first step in spiritual growth is to start changing the way you think change always starts first in your mind the way you think determines the way you feel and the way you feel influences the way you act paul says there must be a spiritual renewal of your thoughts and attitudes to be like christ you must develop the mind of christ the new testament calls this mental shift repentance which in greek words literally means to change your mind you repent whenever you change the way you think by adopting how god thinks about yourself sin God, other people, life, your future, and everything else. You take on Christ's outlook and perspective. We are commanded to think the same way that Christ Jesus taught. There are two parts to doing this. The first half of this mentorship is to stop thinking immature thoughts, which are self-centered and self-seeking. The Bible says, stop thinking like children in regards to evil, be infants, but in your thinking, be adults. Babies by nature are completely selfish. They think only of themselves and their own needs. They are incapable of giving. They can only receive. That is immature thinking. Unfortunately, many people never grow beyond that at that kind of thinking. The Bible says that selfish thinking is a source of sinful behavior. Those who live following their sinful selves think only about things that their sinful selves want. The second half of thinking like Jesus is to start thinking maturely, which focuses on others, not yourself. In his great chapter on what real love is, Paul concluded that thinking of others is the mark of maturity. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put behind, I put childish ways behind me. Today, many people, many assume that spiritual maturity is measured by the amount of biblical information and doctrine you know. Why knowledge is one measurement of maturity it isn't the old story. The Christian life is far more than creeds and convictions. It includes conduct and character. Our deeds must be consistent with our creeds and our beliefs must be backed up with Christ-like behavior. Christianity is not a religion or philosophy but a relationship and a lifestyle. The core of that lifestyle is thinking of others as Jesus did instead of ourselves. The Bible says we should think of their good and try to help them by doing what pleases them. Even Christ did not try to please himself. Thinking of others is the heart of Christ-likeness and the best evidence of spiritual growth. This kind of thinking is unnatural, countercultural, rare and difficult. Fortunately, we have help. God has given us a spirit. That's why we don't think the same way that people of this world think. In the next few chapters, we'll look at the tools the Holy Spirit uses to help us grow. Point to ponder. It is never too late to start growing. 
best to remember let god transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind then you will be able to know the will of god what is good and is pleasing to him and is perfect romans 12 verse 2 what is one area where i need to stop thinking my way and start thinking god's way what is one area where you need to start thinking your way and start thinking god's way believe you enjoyed this episode thank you for listening i look forward to your comments and questions on this episode and please share don't ever forget you are exceptional remain blessed